0: father we thank you and give you praise thank you for this unique privilege given to us thank you for the spirit of God who is standing by to teach and to open our understanding to truth thank you for the entrance of your word and thank you for the impact thereof thank you in Jesus name amen please have your seats hallelujah I'm talking about something I describe as spirit giving vision. The spirit giving visions. We are dwelling on Isaiah sixty one from verse 1 to wherever we stop, You see, there are things that God reveals to us. And we pursue those things. They become visions. We pursue them. With the intent of obtaining them. We have not yet seen them. We've only been informed. And yet, there are things that the Holy Ghost has done for us that we've not seen at work in our lives, as it were. We we are not beneficiaries. Not to the extent that the Lord had ordained us to have. And this night I want to draw your attention to some of these things. They are very crucial, very fundamental. And they are the core of every, the success of every other vision that you get in life. What Jesus said. When I go, I will send to you another comforter. And without him, you cannot make it. So what has he put in our storehouse for us to use to make it? What are the things that he said we should have that will give us the confidence, the boldness to pursue visions in life? They are spelt out here. You have read them over and over again. I have read them several times. I have taught on them, but today he began to show me right at the office over there that these are fundamental areas of vision that we must enter into. We need to explore them and make sure we are in charge in terms of the the fruit bearing and the fruit reaping. Of these things. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because He has done what? He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. This issue about the poor is something that has become very controversial among Pentecostals. We want to know who the poor are, it has nothing to do with money but it has everything to do with spiritual humility. A person that sees himself as empty without anything by yearning to have from the Lord. At which point would you say somebody is rich and somebody is poor? These things are very relative because what you may call wealth here will be poverty somewhere else and God does not dabble into controversies so to bring the glad tidings to the poor who are the poor how much should a person have to leave that bracket it's not about money After all, didn't he make us poor that uh, we may enjoy from the riches that he has? Which believer would say he doesn't have what God has programmed for him? Is there any poor person here? What is poverty? Is it in terms of how much you have in the bank? No child of God is poor. Every child of God is wealthy. The challenge is that we don't know how to provoke the wealth we have. Or we are lazy at provoking the wealth that we have. The challenge we are having on this matter is the same as the one we have with success. So we begin to define success in terms of material things a person has. It's not like that. What level would you call yourself successful? And at what point would they say you are a failure? Two years ago and from that point to now, God has been taking me through that one. I just saw the title of a book. The title of a book. That book was in my office in Kumasi. I sat down and I saw the title. Uh-uh. So what kind of title is this? And I remembered one proverb. In Chi. I don't know how many of you understand what I'm going to say now. There is no interpretation in English. To draw a anya And yet. bargain. to do, You know what a draw is? Gunpowder. When we are looking for gunpowder, when it appears there is nothing, just check around those who fell, who are dead, who died in battle. Check their things. You will find gunpowder there. Because they died in harness while they were still fighting. There's something there. That is to say, when a man, when it's like, another thing they say, they say, okay, 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 because What statement is that? On one no. You know there are some sayings that we, we have we have we have just glossed over them like that, but they are very pregnant. What will you term as success? At what point? And I came to discover from the title of that book and the inspiration that God gave me thereafter. I spent much time on that one. And I wrote a lot of things on that particular thing. If I am not able to achieve a particular target, vision in my life, I may say that I didn't succeed. But having seen that title, it talks about oh CEOs what can you glean from such people they are dead CEOs never made any substantial thing anybody can talk about what will you glean from there that is get a title something like that I saw it and I have it it's in my in my study I have never read it you know because when I open I check the blurb behind the, the you know the back page I checked that when I, I looked at the summary and I didn't see anything that, that is uh, correlating with, it, with the title. But the title had a voice for me. Okay? Now, if I couldn't get to where I wanted to get to, in my understanding, I may say I failed. But if I'm able to push him through to get to where I wanted to get to, I have succeeded through him. You understand the point? So, in, in what people call failure, you can still stand tall in checking on your inadequacies and making sure that somebody else does not fall into it. You have succeeded in bringing up somebody who will not fail the way you did, and it is un- into your account whatever he gets. You have a percentage over there. Like the politician have been using, stealing our money, he is a gift contract. They have a percentage. <laughs> you understand? That is, so th- there, are, there are many things that would come in to give us an understanding of some spiritual truths that we we'll look at. You are not a failure. That you failed once does not make you a failure. You could not attain a particular height, but that is not the issue. You will go again. You will do what? You go again. You go again. And there's no time dimension to success. And success is in stages. You get to a point and then you, another chapter is open to you and then you keep on going and you keep on going, keep on going. So the person is not dead. You can't call the person a failure. So let me show you a few things here. Nobody is poor. Not in the kingdom of God except people who are lazy, who cannot pick what belongs to them. I believe I must have said it here before. My, my mother was uh, taller than me. My mom was taller than me and in the corner of the door at his, the doorpost to her room, she had dug into, into the, you know, the blocks. Were they blocks? I think this mad thing. She dug in there. And that was where she was keeping her money, especially coins. And uh, my younger brother and I, we used to go to pick some money from there. I was taller than him. So he put a seat down. I will stand and then he will be checking in the event that the woman will be coming. And my mother was a no nonsense person. If she wanted to deal with you, there is no there will be any man who can rescue you or could rescue you from her hand. And she will let you see what discipline is all about. So we were doing those things with some fear. So one day I told my brother, can't I jump and put my hand in the event is coming I can run faster. He said, but we are growing that small boy at that time told me but we are we are doing what we are growing very soon we'll be picking with our seat. So the woman too had decided to catch her. So that day, I don't know where was, she was hiding. My hand was in the pigeon hole, if you like. And then she came. My brother saw her very late, so could not let me. I just felt somebody was holding my hand. So she pushed my my fingers in, deeper into the. Just take everything. Oh, before she brought this hand up, I had enjoyed some bruises. And the the rest that came upon me, only God knows. But you see, you may not have what to show to people now, but your understanding of what you have tells you that very soon your hand will get to that place. So you don't call yourself poor. You don't. But a pursuit, there's a pursuit you engage in that makes you attain the things that naturally your hand will not be able to touch. It is by the help of the Holy Ghost. He came to preach the good tidings to the poor. All right. And then he said he, he was sent to heal the broken-hearted. Now, these things that he came to do, he left them for us to do. He said, as the Father has sent me, Even so, I send you. And he says, in all your getting, get what? Uh What is your understanding here? If you left this work for me to do, whether I'm called a pastor, an evangelist, or not anything, I'm not called anything, this assignment has been given to me to have vision for. To have what? The young pastor who has been coming here occasionally to minister to us, um, Pastor Elom Mensah, the father was my pastor. And one day we were having a chat, and I was asking him about this issue of calling, calling to ministry. And he said something that I've kept till this day. He said, among other things, that. When you have a desire for the kingdom, pursue that desire, make it a vision, and work. You are in the calling of God. I'm not saying you are converting. No. There's a strong passion for the kingdom. He said, pursue that passion. And I met T.L. Osborne, and he said he never received any spectacular call. What he saw was that people were in need. The gospel had to reach people. Jesus said, I came to preach the good tidings. And so he decided to do the preaching. And he saw that many people were sick and dying. And he went fasting and praying, asking God to give him anointing, Yet pour oil on me to be a blessing to people, save souls, and heal the sick. And check out and see what this man, God used him to do himself and the wife. How many countries he had the period of going to to pursue? What was his issue? The issue of the kingdom vision. Jesus came to lay down a foundation and he he just roped us into the foundation. As the father has sent me, even so I send you. So whatever the father sent him here to come and do, he left us in that bracket to go and do those things. And you cannot be a kingdom chaser and be left without the marks of godliness. It's not possible. There is nothing like ambition here. We are talking about sincere passion for the kingdom of God. You see people and you feel their pain. When my wife sees people who are sick, she will be crying. She used to go to pray for people at the hospital, and there were testimonies. She has stopped. Be be praying for her. Intercede for this woman. Do revival prayers on her head. Are you hearing me? That passion and that compassion for those who are in need was the only thing that was taking her along that path. I'd like you to pay attention to this short thing we are discussing tonight. It will be a blessing to you. Amen. I'm trying to understand the ways of the Holy Ghost. The more I try, the farther they go away from me. Well, I came back from, I came from the house. I met personal. I know you, you know that you are, you are the one preaching today. He said, but we spoke. He didn't tell me. I said, well, that's how I am. That's the way I put it. That's how I am. And I wasn't even sure what I was saying. And I said that we are going to pray tonight. He embraced the prayer thing. We spoke about the prayer. Amen. And as I sat down there, he began to show me this. Why should he bring this at this time? When the month is almost gone, the month of vision is almost closing. And he said, You have left the best behind. You have done what? Has God not anointed you to do what? Hmm? What did he anoint you for? You are speaking in tongues. Say you, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Isn't that what you are saying? And uh, that you have the oil of God upon your life. And when people begin to shake you, he said, touch not to my anointed." And do my prophet no harm, that says the Lord. What is your anointing for? Everyone that Jesus called, they were ready on the field, doing something. Everyone. Peter and his brother were busy fishing without success, but they were doing something. Andrew and John and James, they were also fishing. Matthew was busy collecting taxes and taking some, uh, you understand, corner-corner thing. Everybody was busy. Even Judas was busy looking for a way to get this man to deliver Israel from the Romans and stealing. As for the stealing, it was part of his nature. He was a thief to the core. Everybody was busy. Paul was very busy. Extremely busy doing what he considered to be the thing of the Lord. And then he called him. I remember in those days in Methodist church, there was one sister, uh, Sister Chinoye, who used to sing one song, When he calls me, I will answer. A woman will sing the song, and if you are not careful, you will cry. I'll be somewhere working for the Lord. She will, will, will sing the song. Very powerful voice. When, when he calls me, I will answer. I will answer. If you remember Methodist church in Bauchi, one sister in the choir, short, very fair, stocky like that. Yeah. You know, everyone that he will call must be busy somewhere. You don't need God to shout from heaven my son my son without go as (laughs) thou oh he speaks he speaks to us in diverse ways to show us what he wants us to be doing but until that specific thing comes your way there is the broad perspective of kingdom service that you must get involved in. The broad one. And Jesus just presented these ones for us. And if you can allow the Holy Ghost to be your companion for a chat over a period of time, you understand where he wants you to stand. Some years ago in the, um, in the 90s, there was a young man in Accra here who had gone to Achimota uh, Forest and he's been there for years. Will you believe what I'm going to tell you now? The time I heard of his case and sent message to him at Achimota Forest, he's been there for over seven years. Over how many years? What was he looking for? He was waiting to hear the voice of the Lord for ministry. It's not a joke. I went to Achimota Forest twice, and I think the second was because of him. So I sent a message to one brother, and I said, Tell him that God will not speak to him. Was I a prophet of doom? No. God won't waste his time on people like that. He said, God won't speak to you at all. All the things that he's been telling you from the scriptures you are reading, you don't even know, you don't hear. You want God now to descend from heaven and come and land around Atimota for and shake the land, and then call you by name and tell you, "I'm sending you to Kaneshi. Go stand by the market and preach." What kind of thing is that? So I said, "Message." The fellow had he had fasted and he was like broom, a stick. Was a fasting bad? No. It was not bad, it was blind. God has not called me. You are the one that he called, so do it. As for me, he has not called me. Hello? Is there anybody here who cannot preach the glad, glad tidings, the good tidings of the Lord? Is there anybody amongst you who cannot convey this message to other people? Is there anybody here that will tell me that he cannot preach or she cannot be simple, simple salvation message? Is there anybody amongst you who cannot do that one? And what passion do we have even for that one? When we meet people who are sick, what do we tell them? Sorry. Sorry. Eh? In fact, you see this sickness. Your own is about the seventy-one I'm seeing. I don't even know where it came from, afflicting almost everybody. You see, I'm coming from 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 um, I've visited two people. The same thing, like your own. Yesterday I was in Tema. The same. In fact, last week I was I was in Kumasi. I met four of them. Four. The same symptoms. Everything the same. The Lord should have mercy on us. Ah! Is that all you could say? To heal the brokenhearted? To heal the sick? You couldn't have compassion on the man to believe God for a release of oil upon that person's situation? Just pray if the person doesn't get healed. It's not your problem. But to now join the world and 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 be pitying the person is an absurdity of the highest order. Hello, are we here? Yes, I, um, I I seek to provoke you. To do what? Provoke. To provoke you into action, positive action. Have vision in the vision of Christ. And that's what makes you a right disciple. What did he come here for? What is your vision in that one? Because when you go down the, the chapter, we will see something there. I came, I came to give the good news to the poor. I came to heal the broken-hearted. I came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Not sympathy. By liberty. And he said, As the Father has sent me, even so, I send you. And he says, Don't move. Wait for the Holy Ghost. And he came upon you, and you have reduced the Holy Ghost into tongue speaking. Amebo, <laughs> You have you have you have gone wrong, and you want to tell God. You begin to speak in tongues. I'm not saying speaking in tongues is bad; it's good. If if we can do the whole day, there's no problem. But let it be for a purpose. Be for what? You are you are spiritually invigorating yourself. What for? What for? What for? Are you going for Olympic Games? No. you are staring the pool of glory and power on your inside. It should be for a purpose. For a purpose. That is what your house people. A saying concerning you They're every time they go to church, yeah, we don't see anything. You know why? You have pushed your potentials into a hole. He said we have this great treasure in what? Earth in vessels. Great fragrance in a box. Great anointing inside somebody's body that he will not break the body to allow the what the flow to reach somebody else and be a blessing to that person. Look at your hand. Stretch your hand out. And say this hand, this hand is blessed of the Lord. Is it's, anointed. it's anointed. This hand, this hand is for healing. for healing. When I lay my hands upon the sick, they surely shall recover. this is your hand. It's an anointed hand. And he said because your hand is anointed whatever you set out to do shall do what? Prosper. Go and pray for the sick. Like I pray for one dead person. The person died about four times again. (laughs) Pray for them. They may not get healed. You may not even know. You go away and keep on praying until you get one person that will get healed. Are you the healer? Eh? He said you you shall lay your hands upon the sick. Their recovery is not from you. It is from him. I did one stupid thing one day. There was this um, young... um, No, no. This this man, this German... um, The evangelist, um, what's his name? Rehambonke's photograph is almanac actually, with a hand lifted like that. I was in a town called Azari. That was um, somewhere in 1919, 1991. And I was going to, for a meeting to pray for the sick. And I placed my hand in that hand and I said, Lord, I received the same grace. It sounded and looked very stupid. And I went for that meeting at the full gospel. The first person I laid hands on, everyone on that line dropped on the floor. Everybody. Was it from that picture? No. I took some boldness, some courage. If God was using this man to do these things, then I can equally do the same. So what I did made me to consider that there is something in my hand. Also. And don't you think there is something in your hand? Don't you know the Holy Ghost dwells in you? Yes, sir. And he is upon you for exploits? Yes, I won't forget that. It doesn't mean any time I want to go and minister, I'll go and stand there and hold the head. No, it came at an unexpected moment. Yes, that's so why I put my hand there. Proclaim liberty to the captives. The opening of the prison doors to those who are bound. Who are to do that? Can't you catch vision and take this scripture? And begin to pray and proclaim, speak in the spirit, fast for three days. Will this Isaiah 61 open before you? As the Lord sent him, that's how he has sent me also. So I preach to the poor good news. I bring it to the poor. I lay hands upon their sick and they do what? They recover. You begin to call these things into being. And you are praying upon your life. Cut vision of the assignment he came here to accomplish. And before he left, he gave us that opportunity. He gave us that name. As a power of attorney. To go and stand in his stead. And do same. So why are we in some corners? Because we've not caught the vision. That's the vision I want you to catch tonight. The world is waiting for you. The people said. Say your world is waiting for you. So stop staying in the corner. Don't stay in the corner and die in that corner. Your world is waiting for you. Where is your world? It begins from your house. The place of work. People you meet here and there. Say something to somebody. You'll be surprised at the kind of testimony a person will give you the next day. He said, Brother, yesterday when that word you spoke to me, it changed my thinking. And suddenly I became free. The word is powerful. It's not your word, it's his word. Why are you afraid? Say it. Say what? Tell somebody it is well with you. A simple statement. I'm believing. And do what? Believe it. You go to the market, you see a woman sitting down with her head, head, in the palm like this. And you ask, Mama, what is it now? Since morning, not one 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 not one market, as Ibu mago put up. Market no day. Oh. I tell you, market no day. And then you don't sympathize with her. Oh, sorry, mama, sorry. It will be well, it will be well. It's told it will be well. Mama, hold my hand. In the name of Jesus, we change this situation. I call in market for you. And then you lay hands upon her, and then you go. And things begin to happen. Hallelujah. The next time you'll be passing, you may even have forgotten about her, you are passing. She will run to you. Pastor, pastor, pastor. What's the matter? And now I'm paying now, and I'll be You are God's investment into the world. And every investment must bring profit. You are God's investment. He has invested you into the world to bring a change. So believe in him and have confidence in yourself. That Jesus Christ came to do this. And he assigned me to do the same. Have a vision for it. Have what? Vision. Give yourself to it in prayer. And understanding and boldness becomes your portion and you go for them. Do same. Hallelujah. I like laying my hands on children. It has become something that is innate. I don't pray. I just lay my hands on them. Because he laid hands on children. But I know what happens to them. I love them. I just touch them. I touch them. As often as I meet them, I just touch them. Because I saw him asking them to allow the children to come. And I saw him carrying the children. And I saw him lay hands on the children. What was he looking for? Charting a brighter future for them. Your hands are blessed. Amen. Praise Can we go ahead? To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Now you see, those two, the early parts, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, when Jesus read the scroll in chapter 4 of Luke's gospel, when he got to, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, he stopped. He closed the book and gave it to them. That was what he came to do. So he came to do from verse 1 unto that point. And he left that one. He left the day of vengeance of our God for the one who was coming. And he is the Holy Spirit. When he came, he came to institute vengeance of our God. I remember catching a vision on this one and having a program. And then the Lord told me, say, He said, call them, announce it. I began to do it. It was one nonsense kind of thing that happened. A triumphant uh, church in Obuasi. It was a crazy meeting, very crazy one. I was crying, they were crying. If I pronounce vengeance on you with this in my mouth, be very careful. You won't go far. Sincerely speaking, so I'm very careful. When people offend me, I try as much as possible to contain. I don't want to talk. One man did me evil. One night I woke up and I sent vengeance to him. The next moment he was at the hospital dying. And this same me they sent a message to. And I went to pray for him. I had to carry my wife. Let's go. What will I do now? I have to go and pray for him. For several years we never met, we never saw any, we never talked. One day I had a call. Some few months ago. Hello? He said, it's your son. It's your son, Brownson. No, it's your son, George. I said, George. Then he added the same name. He said, I will go and sleep at the place I slept yesterday night. When I began to ask, how are you? How is your family? And I prayed for him. He was shocked. He didn't know what to do. Now he's waiting to come to our place. And I told him we should wait until we come to his place. We'll go and visit him with great love. Not vengeance. Hallelujah. But we are in the era of vengeance against the devil. Not against men. So don't go and be killing people. Or well, if people should turn around to see what you are doing, they will kill you too. Yes, like Ronald really said in 1979, when we were shouting "Let the blood flow, and let the blood flow," one time he came to Lagon, he came to the gate area, and then said, uh, "He said, he said, friends, let's stop killing. Because if we continue, we have to kill everybody, including you, because your father stole money and he's training you with the stolen money. <laughs> Maybe my mother stole money and fed me and trained me with that money. So we'll kill everybody and kill ourselves, and then there'll be nobody in Ghana." Glory. This is our error to punish the devil. To do what? So take the wounded from his hands. Those who are within the jaws, remove the thing from there. We have the power to do it. To stop him. Stop praying prayers that are not worthy of prayer. I bind Satan. I put him inside chains. I, I drop him into the abyss. Where is the abyss? Bottomless pit. Where is it? What has Satan done to that you are binding him? Has he come to your place? No. Don't waste your time. It's not your business to, to, to put him down. You can stop him from operating your area. in Your household. When someone comes to you for ministration and the devil is disturbing the person, you can stop him from operating there. But it is not your business to terminate his ministry. You can't do anything about him. He will keep on working until Christ comes. Hello, so stop wasting your time. And so, when believers meet, you hear, "I bind, I loose. I bind, I loose." So, when some are binding Satan, others are losing him. <laughs> Satan are binding in the name of Jesus. So you are loosed. You are loosed. You are loosed. It means you are loosed. Go forth and kill more. Just some crazy prayer. No direction, nothing. Pray better. Amen. Targeted prayer. Amen. Yeah. This is the age of vengeance. Every wickedness of the enemy in the life of people are the ones we are going to stop and send back to the take it back to the who the sender the one that brought it let it go back there let it go ba- back to that place when you cover yourself with the blood of jesus i, I had an experience not once not, not twice anytime i touched in the blood of jesus i had a problem so one day i was reading one of the books written by uh, Benny him that led me to read another book and i discovered that that is what the devil does Anytime you enter his territory, he wants to wound you. He wants to hurt you. So you must cover yourself with the blood of Jesus and then press forward. But this is your time to decree things. Send the devil back to where he belongs. In your environment where you live, you can sanitize a place with your prayer. You wake up in the night and you speak to air. You speak to the air, to the wind concerning your place. There shall be no evil here. There shall what? There shall be no evil here. As long as I am here, there shall be no evil in this environment. I take charge of this area. I put the blood of Jesus Christ over everywhere. No evil shall be before anybody here. You, you are taking charge. You are avenging. It's the work of the Holy Ghost. So you and the Holy Ghost together will bring vengeance upon the wicked. Hallelujah. <clears throat> See that one. He came to announce the acceptable year of the Lord. That's why we are acceptable unto God. Hallelujah. Why, why wouldn't you make noise on that one? I belong to God's own family. I am part of the beloved. I'm lifted. I'm highly favored. I make progress on a daily basis. I shall not fail. You make your statements because you, be, you are in the acceptable year. You are in the year, in the year of grace, the period of grace. You are acceptable unto God. You are what? Acceptable. When I got born again, Satan said I wasn't born again. It troubled me when I go through the Holy Ghost, he said the tongue you spoke was it's not correct. He told me to my face. He has no respect. You understand? No respect. You look at me and say that my tongue is not good. Satan wanted to teach me the tongue to speak. Hmm? So I developed a system of annoying the devil. Anytime I was praying in tongues, I would sit down. And now, one day pastor was trying to mimic me. Was it here or where? At the hotel? He said, you wake up in the night and see me sitting down. I, I, I pray my tongues very gently. I'm not in haste. I'm not running. It's only when sometimes I get charged on the inside, that I begin to Organize myself. But I take my time. Because it, my tongue speaking is to make Satan angry. To make him what? Angry. Take my time to do that. No, I'm not, I'm not, we are not in a competition. Me and him will need the competition. I want him to understand that he is nothing. He is what? Nothing. Why? You have the power to keep him at bay. You have the power to cast him out from one that he has inhabited. You send him out and you cannot say no. It's not, you are not fighting the devil. One fellow came to preach at the church in, uh, in, uh, in, Kaduna, in, on, Oedipo's, uh, uh, altar and he said, uh, one girl was possessed and he said, he told the devil, he said, wait for me, I'm coming. He, he rolled his sleeves. He, his, he was demonstrating that one and then pulled his trouser up. I said, this man has finished his course here. I said, I, I pitied him. I said, this man will never come to the church again. He talked all manner of things. He said, we said that. He would say that. We do that. He would do that. Our God was shaking was on the seat like this. When he finished, he came up. He said, brother, don't waste your energy or your time on the devil. He has he's nothing. He said, I told him just one thing and disappeared. He said, the angels, <laughs> the angels that lost their first estate were bound and cast away. What are you doing here? And the devil disappeared from one woman. People were holding head like this. He Satan I was throwing them away. When he appeared, he said, I was holding my bottle of Coke. One day came to call me. I was drinking Coke. They came to call me. I came out. <laughs> I came out. And I said, listen to me. Satan, The angels that, that, that lost their estate, their first estate were bound. What are you doing here? And then he left. And then your whole man like you. You go and roll your seat because once more again. He finished that man on the altar that day. And after the meeting we had a pastor session and he said, he said Ezekiel has lost his opportunity to be here again. Ezekiel will never come to my altar again. Ha! What's the meaning of that one? Where is your authority You are God's instrument for vengeance against the devil. Anytime you speak to a son, the person gets born again, it's an act of vengeance against the devil. When you pray for the sick, the person gets healed, it's an act of vengeance against the devil. You are God's instrument. He has made you a new threshing instrument with teeth. Powerful. Have that vision and get yourself ready to do exploits. To do what? Exploits. 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 See? I no, know about some I know about some, time, yeah. me about some. We about something, you need deliverance. What's your problem with you? you don't waste your time like that. In fact, you don't even need to shout. Don't shout. Have you ever seen any king here in this country, any of the chiefs, when they sit in state? and they, be, When they talk, you, you are the one who need to organize your ear to hear them. I, have you not listened to them? Yeah. When they are talking? Um, so, we'll meet. I told them to be very careful. One boy was misbehaving, I sent him out. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. You you will be there, you can't hear what they are saying. Will you tell him to speak loud? <laughs> when you cough, Satan hears your cough. And he trembles. Catch vision on that one. I'm God's instrument of vengeance against the devil. Hallelujah. I cannot be pushed down. And pray on that one. Trust the Lord for the manifestation thereof. He has given me a sermon. The same thing I'm telling you is what I'm going to be doing myself. So it's nobody said i pray preach to you, we are discussing. Yes, I'm the one in charge of the discussion. So i tell me when you speak, and I'm not giving you room to speak, so... I'm a tyrant. A democratic tyrant. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Yes, let's go on. To comfort all who mourn. Who are the ones mourning? Where is the comfort? The comfort comes from the Holy Ghost. The person who is mourning, what comfort will you give to the person? The change in situation. Change in what? Situation, situation will bring the comfort. Go ahead. Go ahead. To console who? Those who mourn in Zion. That is in the church. Don't be excited because somebody is 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 naked. Somebody is not at your level. Don't be excited that somebody speaks English and is no good. And now you are you take pride in what you speak. What are you speaking? Tell me, what are you speaking? I've told you about one pastor that I met. Anytime he spoke English, he, he, all these uh, uh, housewives would be coming around. <laughs> but he had university professors sitting at, at, at his feet, listening to him. With all his bad grammar. He was making it in ministry. It's not about Grammar if you love your brother and he's going around tell him just correct him with love and very politely if you have said it like this that would have been better if you say this this is what it means so this thing that you said change the meaning of what you wanted to say and then the person will not be, oh okay 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 so how do i put it and the person that's how you, you help people now because you have b.a You have D.A. in English. If we allow you to speak for one hour, we shall mark your script. With reading, plenty of it. Plenty of it. How much do you know? There is no level you get to that you won't get someone who can correct your mistakes. So what is your problem? Ah, especially the university graduates of these days, Please don't fight me. And because of what I've seen, oh! Uh, uh, please, I'm begging you in the name of the Lord. Well, remember, one were in this form were far better than the, some of the graduates now. Every sentence, some problem there. Yeah. No, it is a, a very bad statement, but it's true. Plenty of them are like that. You also listening to listening. You are you not listening? Are you not hearing them? They, says, they say, it's more better. It's more better. Have you not been hearing those things? I had and they talk, now you look at me like this. You know you hear? You should be here now. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Don't be offended though. You know, there's something about truth. Uh, truth, no girlfriends, though. Oh, truth. Truth, no girlfriends. No mm. okay. girl. <laughs> now, I was lecturing, there was a guy who was writing his master's thesis. And uh, at University of Joss, they rejected his uh, chapter one. He managed to go through. Chapter 2, Chapter 3 became problem. So one of my friends, you know him. You have met him with me before at the airport. Um, uh, who? Roy. Yeah, Dimla. You know Roy? You know him, you know him. It's been a long time, but you know him. Dimla told the fellow, he said, Go and see, go and see Fuso. The man came. Excuse me, sir, Mr. Fosu. I've done all that I know to do. They are still rejecting my chapter. You put the book before me. I look at the thing like this. I say, you two are a fool. <laughs> now I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm born again 27 times. I thought I was very rough. Ah, how can you begin to quote percentages without a table? He 20% of this did that. I said, from where? Where are you getting your 20% from? He was looking at me. What research did you do? He was looking. His name was Al-Hasan. So as Allison, I said, al I you mean I should look, go through? Say so said, yes. I carried red ink, red pen. I did one bracket like this. And I put question mark. Say so said, all this nonsense. Next page. He said, what's happened? I said, you are failed. (laughs) Is that what you are doing for a master's program? Why wouldn't they reject it? So when I sat him down and I put him through a few things, he now asked me, do you have a PhD? I said, I have a bachelor's. He said, how? I, I helped about five people to write their thesis. Am I posting? No. There was a foundation we got. And diligence helped us to do that one. So you, me, you don't use your degree to confuse me. No, no, no. Don't try it. If you try it, you you die. Don't use degree. Right? We say, I have PhD. Okay. we we'll begin to talk. We'll know where you stand. You understand what I'm talking about? Do I make mistakes? Plenty of them. But when I make mistakes, I know I've made a mistake. But there are some who speak. They make me say, I "Don't know." Even when you tell them, they say it's not true. <laughs> Console those that mourn in Zion. Don't add to their sorrow. To give them beauty for ashes. That is one program that a program that we were doing. It shall be introduced here. Beauty for ashes. ashes. Jesus came to beautify us and he said, I've sent you the same way the father sent me. One day I checked. How did the father send you? He sent him with a message. Two, he gave him the Holy Ghost. He came with love. These are elements that he had and others. And he was working with these elements and blessing people. And said, he has sent us the same way. Do you think that if you see somebody who's afflicted, And you go on your knees before God and say, Father, this, my brother, is your own son. How can Satan feast on that which is precious to you? I pronounce an end to that sickness. And you think, God, just what is that? He will back up what you are saying. He will just reach out and touch the person. Because of how you feel for that person, you are exuding love. Let people's mourning touch you. And stop laughing at people. Oh, Jeff. Example, you big say, you day. Is it, eh? Whole, it was all better. You see that sister? Yeah, yeah. 16. 16. Wow. Okay. What did you get? Eh? About this, my own was better than their own now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand how they mark the thing. But my own is better. Okay. What did you get? 32. Did you pass? And from all the failures now, I should be, I should be passing. They don't use failure to pass. <laughs> Glory to God. Catch vision from the vision of Christ. Pursue these things with great passion. Let God know where you stand. Pray concerning these things. I want to be fruitful. Among my brethren. The Lord left this in my my hands to do. Lord, I come to you for help. Pour fresh oil upon me. I must be seen doing this. I must be seen doing that. I must be seen doing that. On a daily basis, you are getting yourself ready for exploits. And having done all, it's time to go and show forth the glory of God.